Welcome to our special Thursday episodes of the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Raj Geary. And, uh, you know, we have a rotating panel here every Thursday so far. Uh, we've been experimenting with this Thursday night podcast this month where we not only talk about wrestling, but also uh, some other topics out there in pop culture. Uh, this week, it's a couple of Wrestling Inc. old G's. My old uh, podcast partner, Glenn Rubenstein. Glenn, how are you doing? Doing well. And somebody, please get this man some caffeine. Get him some sugar. Good Lord, Raj. You, I have seen you at the end of WrestleMania weekend. Sound like you have more energy than you do right now. It's been a tough week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, basically every year after the Super Bowl, uh, we do this detox. I've been doing it for like 10 years. Last year I didn't because it was pandemic and I couldn't give up the wine. But <laughs> this year, uh, doing it again after skipping last year. And, and then all hell breaks loose this, new, this week with all the news and just craziness. So not sleeping i'm off caffeine and and alcohol and sugar so it's been a it's been a rough week so far isa how are you i'm doing well how i mean not i'm doing better than you with this no caffeine i don't know why you're doing this to yourself got to got to shed those winter pounds so and get get back get back motivated to go to the gym cuz it's been like a month and a half since i've been um so yeah so uh, obviously a really crazy week real quick in the chat ryan ramirez thank you so much love y'all's content y'all truly keep me sane with four kids always around and with everything else going on y'all are a great way to spend time together in this awesome community very cool thank you ryan thank you thank you very much uh so obviously monday night it comes out stone cold steve austin in talks for wrestling at WrestleMania. Once that comes out, you know it's happening. Um, and then when you heard that news, Issa, I'll go to you. When you heard that, you're like, okay, this is the biggest story we're going to hear for you know in a long time. Yeah, yeah. I am still laughing at the fact that um, Stone Cold is not the top priority on everybody's radar right right now. The fact that nobody was even talking about it by Tuesday morning. Is mind blowing to me because that's a big deal, right? Like, but I would assume that the rest of what happened on Tuesday would definitely take top priority. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, Glenn, uh, what were your thoughts? Do you think there's almost a sense of disbelief? Kind of, I'll believe it when I see it, or well, this possibly can't be like a full. He's not going to come back and do what Edge has been doing. This is going to be a glorified, like very light bump match. Come out, toss some beers, throw a few stunners. Uh, you know, very uh, greatest hits. Uh, kind of like going to see uh, Frankie Valley in concert these days, or Wayne Newton. You know, you're you're there. It's not what it once was, but you could say you saw them. Um, amazing that he didn't do this during the cinematic era. When talk about having an easier go of things, I'm excited, but I am going to suspend uh, you know, my expectations until I see it because I do not want to be disappointed. Yeah, you know what? Austin has clearly been working on this for a while. I have a feeling, look, Shaq hasn't wrestled in 49 years and he was able to have uh, pull off a decent match, you know, with uh, with enough practice and everything. I'm sure Austin will work with Owens ahead of time. I'm sure they'll plan out a match. You look at Rock versus Hogan. You don't with how hot that crowd is going to be. You don't need to do too much to have an awesome match. And I think uh, Austin Kevin Owens can just do a lot of brawling. Not a bunch of, you know, drops on the head. And and I think it should be really good. You know, when I believed it was actually happening, when WWE put out that digital video of Kevin Owens saying, like, Kevin Owens shoots on Texas, you know, or like talks trash about Texas. It was like, okay, 
now this is actually happening and that seems like the kind of very thin storyline we're going to get around this match yeah yeah i mean when they first started doing the texas polls online it's like what is this i mean you know yeah. how, how far are we you know this is just beyond lame and then uh once the news came out about because they did not announce austin's opponent i think uh dave Meltzer kind of more i mean it was clear once sean broke the news about um about austin and then you saw the promo about texas earlier in the show it was clear that uh that's where they're headed but if you could pick an opponent for austin's return would it be kevin owens or or who would you want to uh face him uh, esau I'll go to you first brock lesnar brock lesnar there's some <laughs> history there no if you go to brock's book and you read the reason why i guess i guess vince mcmahon wanted to put that fight on a monday night raw and both of these men refused because this is a money match and it should have been on a pay-per-view and that's the reason why we never saw the match i will personally just make that happen like those names alone headlining one of your nights will be absolutely insane so that's who that's what i would personally like to see him against uh glenn Hmm. It's it's tough because I think that, yes, if you have Brock or Roman or someone or Edge, there's a certain class of performer where it's going to be seen as competition and more of a dance. My worry is I think Kevin Owens is just a notch above what they had him do in Texas last time where he's coming out there and like giving stunners to the New Day, you know, in the League of Nations, right. which that's how long ago it was. Texas WrestleMania last time. The League of Nations, still a thing. Yeah. Cody um, Rhodes, that was his last WrestleMania. Yes, that's right. Yeah. A hell of a match, too. Um, so I think with Kevin, um, I, I, you know, I mean, look, Kevin carried Shane McMahon to a pretty good match. Kevin, Kevin's good. You know, so Kevin and Stone Cold, yeah. I think, could have some real chemistry together. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to be a short, like a really short match, just because they're using this to sell tickets. You know, Austin yeah. at WrestleMania 32 was a surprise. They weren't Ooh. using that to get people to the arena. In this case, they're using that to, to get people there. It's going to be drawing people in. I think he has to do more than just a quick stunner and, and then drinking beer. So I think we're going to see a real match here. And uh, that, that's going to go, you know, wait, 10, 15 minutes. Who knows? We, we, with a bunch of... You know, some stalling, some uh, smoke and mirrors, but I, I, I think I'll do a good job. He's going to take a victory lap. He's going to go sign some autographs in the crowd, get <laughs> some selfies with uh, some Steve Weisers with everyone in attendance. I mean, yeah, I think he's going to spend easily as much time hamming it up and grandstanding as he does actually bell to bell. Do you think this is it? Do you think it's a one-off? Issa? Yeah, I mean, I would assume so because because he's never that much desire to come back. He always, you know, and I mean, he's 57 right now, I believe, right? So that's, I mean, yeah. what else can he probably have one of his best runs right now in AW, but it's very limited and they're keeping him in the ring very limited. My my biggest concern here with WWE is you're running out of names to pull out of your hat when you're getting desperate. Yeah. You're, this is probably the last one that you have left to, to pull. What are we going to do when there's no, no left for you to try to sell tickets? Yeah. Uh, Issa, sorry, you're buffering a little bit. Oh. Um, are are you okay. seeing that too, Glenn? Or is it that? Yeah, yeah, okay. just a little. Um, uh, to your point though, Raj, see, I think if he doesn't embarrass himself with this match, and I'm not saying he's going to, I'm again, I'm just skeptical. I, I want to be delighted. I want to be impressed, but if this goes okay, he's definitely in for at least one KSA payday. I mean, why, why would you buy, why would you pass up on that? 
I think if he's getting himself in ring shape, I could easily see himself, you know, coming back for, you know, a few more. A KSA, that match with Goldberg, I bet you they would love that in Saudi. You know, that's a that's a dream match that never happens. And that seems like right up the, you know, the the KSA alley. So that would be a fantastic story. Um, in that I mean, that's probably the ultimate, in my mind, the ultimate 90s wrestling fan match to have. I almost wonder though, um, Maybe they try and sneak it in. Maybe he shows up Saturday in in Saudi Arabia. If if there's a payday to be had there, why not kick it off and give them that value add and start the buzz and then have him show up on. Now, Kevin Owens, I don't believe, is going to be there. But why not have him there and then show up on Monday Night Raw to, to cut a promo and talk about WrestleMania? You know, I think that's that's a good twofer where he gets paid and he doesn't really have to do anything. Yeah. Uh, get a couple comments here, and then we'll go on to uh, talk about Cody. Anthony Wise saying, hey, Raj, I'm going to meet Sting a week from Sunday. What hard-hitting question should I ask him? Maybe his thoughts on Katie. Uh, Co- yeah, sure no caffeine. Cody leaving AEW. Uh, I would ask him uh, how he would compare Vince McMahon, Tony Khan, and Eric Bischoff. Not many people have worked for all three. So that's, uh, you know, that that would be, that'd be interesting. And, uh the fallout he had with Ultimate Warrior. What exactly happened there? I think show up with a copy of Synchronicity and ask him to sing Desert Rose. Just, he always appreciates that. You know? <laughs> I dream of rain. <laughs> you have to think. I don't know if Sting does karaoke, but you have to think. That that has to have happened at least once. Uh, Heather Booth saying, hi, my faves. Hi, Heather. Uh, Alberto Maldondo saying, hey, Heather. what's your... Prof- Third match for Cody at WrestleMania. We'll, we'll get to that here in a second. And also, Bit Milligan, we'll also get to your question about what we think of Alexa Bliss in the Women's uh, Elimination Chamber match. Yeah. All right. So, um, as we mentioned, Austin's was the biggest story in wrestling for about 12 hours. <laughs> then, <laughs> Tuesday morning, Cody Rhodes releases a statement. He's done with AEW. Tony Khan follows suit, saying, thanking Cody for his contributions. Apparently, they had been negotiating. Cody had been, you know, basically staying with the company, under, not being under contract, but working like he's still a part of the company. Something happened in the last few days, or basically since Friday on, something happened. Things fell apart, and Cody's completely gone, and Brandy is as well. And it came out that Cody's been talking with WWE, Justin Barrasso, Sports Illustrated, breaking that. Uh, the belief is that Cody's going to WWE. He could be filming vignettes as soon as this weekend. And wow. he's believed to be going to the Performance Center this weekend. But Brandy is not part of the deal. So she will not be joining Cody in WWE. So I was I was pretty surprised with that. A lot, a lot to get into with this. Um, Issa, let me go to you first. Of all the AEW <laughs> top level star, you know, the EVPs. I'll just leave it right. at the EVPs. Is this probably the most surprising, you know, of of, of who can go uh, uh, to WWE between Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Cody? Yeah, even past the EVPs, even looking at the pillars when it comes to the wrestlers, you know, that they see at the faces of the company. I think Cody Rhodes would have been my last guess. I really? think Cody Rhodes was AEW for a while. But when I took, I mean, now that you think about it more, now that the news are out and we have two days to analyze it, it's like he did it to WWE. Not, I'm not trying to use the once a cheater, always a cheater, but you know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't surprise them. There's just, like you said, there's so much to get into. There's 
two sides of the story, and I'm not sure we'll ever hear the full version of it. Yeah. Yeah, see, I thought him leaving, I mean, one, I think he actually, for me, him and Jericho would be the most likely to go. But what's surprising to me is that his arc this is almost like she's all that. Like he's he's dumped, he's spurned, uh, he's feeling like he's not getting the attention. He goes, he works on a project girl like Lainey. He he falls in love, and then when his ex wants him back, he realizes I don't need you anymore. I've moved on. But no, Cody going back. Could you imagine if she's all that? That was the ending. Freddie Prince Jr. was just like, okay, I'll go back to my hot ex girlfriend. Sorry. Uh, but no, I think uh, for Cody, he was out to prove something from the get-go when he left this company. He's basically like his goodbye message was along. I'm going to go out and show you what I'm worth. Um, I think he's clearly carried a lot of weight with the legacy with, uh, you know, his father. But I think he's kind of got some daddy issues with Vince as well. And I think for him, this is very fulfilling to have Vince want him, need him, and come to the table beyond what Cody uh, or beyond what uh, Tony Khan was willing to do. So this is big. But let me tell you this, though, Raj. I lately have been saying I'm going to start doing hot takes for the sake of hot takes and calling some weird shots because they only remember when you're right in this business. Everyone forgets when you're wrong. The thing about Cody getting the booking power stripped from him makes me think maybe I wasn't so nuts that NXT could be in his future. No, no way. You don't think Cody so? is not going to end. No, not as a talent, uh. but he's got a greater role in WWE. NXT right now, I mean, HBK is kind of like, you know, the, the babysitter when your mom's away on business. I could see him coming back to wrestle, but also he wants to do booking. He's not going to get to book on the main roster. So, so uh. what you're saying is that WWE loses the wars so badly that they fire Triple H and bring someone from AEW to yes. do the job because that's how crappy NXT did on the wars. They have a deal where he's allowed to wrestle. And remember, like he said he wanted to, you know, we're hearing this backstage chatter. He saw booking as part of his father's legacy. Dusty booked in NXT, produced NXT, coached NXT. I could see Cody wanting to structure a bigger deal. And here's the other reason why, Raj. You get more money. Remember, he's been producing his own reality show. He's been doing these game show appearances. There's a big difference between the money you can get coming in as strictly on-air talent and coming in with like a producer title or doing something bigger. So I wouldn't discount that he's going to have a bigger... I, I think we're going to see him in the ring in WWE, but I think he's going to be given a bigger opportunity and they're going to need to give him that to justify the paycheck he wants. Yeah. Uh, and and we'll see. He, obviously, he's going to get a... a a very good money deal going to WWE. Um, the reason why I didn't think he would go or he'd be the least likely is just because he's so ingrained in that Warner media family and yeah. his wife, Brandy was, is, you know, chief branding officer. So they're both executives, you know, getting executive benefits and he's on two, you know, they're a part of a reality show. He's on another reality show. So not only is he giving up his executive positions, he's also giving up two reality shows yes. that he was on and a high paying gig, you know, on his own as a talent with AEW. So just just with how and, and you know, all the media stuff when Shaq was there, he's the one that was involved in that match. So he was just so ingrained uh, with that. But I also did hear the stuff about Cody being unhappy uh, once Tony Bate and he didn't just take away the booking uh, power from Cody, you know, Tony basically, I mean, Tony basically took full control of booking yeah. and, and uh, you know, some would argue that it's probably for the better that I think a dynamite has been 
way better the past couple of years than it was its first mm. year. So, um, but I could see uh, him getting hurt. But anyway, him going to WWE, the thing that surprised me is Brandy's not part of that package because, again, she gave up a, an executive position in AEW and, and she clearly wants to still be a wrestler. She's still training. And these this chatter that's coming out now that, oh, he wanted to be the top guy or highest paid guy or whatever, whatever money he's looking for, I don't know. I, I just think they're not going to be able to match the number just strictly on screen. I think he'll get a short-term pop back in WWE, but this was part of Cody's problem on screen. And, I, and credit to him, he's done amazing things with helping build AEW, amazing stuff and becoming a cross-media uh, superstar. But Cody as a wrestler that seems like a small part of his persona and personality. And I don't even know what that is in WWE. Well, Meltzer did mention on, on Twitter um, that Cody was making less than 2 million in AEW. And there are a lot of people in WWE that make over 2 million sure. as, as talent. So it's not inconceivable that, you know, uh, if they use him well, that he would be in that area. Um, now, real quick, before we move on, uh, Cody, if he wrestles at WrestleMania, uh, Ashton's asking what's the exact date of Cody Rhodes making a physical appearance in WWE look once we know we'll tell you but I have a feeling the Monday after Wrestlemania it's that night or before <laughs> you don't so, think they go. do it ASAP just to get all the momentum yeah. that's going on right now unless I don't know if AW I would assume there had to be a big separation agreement between these two if you know if no, he he's supposed contract Right, he's like being, you're right. He's being a free agent because, in my opinion, if you're WWE, you want him on this WrestleMania. You want to have him on ASAP. Right now, he's the talk of the town, to say the least. So, I would personally would like to see him on as soon as possible. Not, in, not don't have him show up Saturday in in Saudi Arabia just because I feel like the pop wouldn't even be close to what he would get yeah. if he showed up in the United States. But I will try to get him in there for a WrestleMania match. Who does who does he go against to Mania though, Isa? I mean, who I would like to see him against, I will put him against a Seth Rollins. Hmm. Um, I think Seth Rollins is very WWE face of the company and they could really have some fun, you know, promos back and forward. I just really hope that whatever they do with him, just let him come out there and cut like a 20 minute shoot as real as he gets promo, because that's how you should start with him. But do you think he's going to trash? Yes, I hope he's so. like. I, I mean, yeah, I said this on Twitter. I want this to be like when Ice Cube left NWA, and I want him to be comparing yeah. Tony Khan to Jerry Heller and just really yes, going and then for I it. Let him go on. So don't don't get him interrupted right away. But then have somebody like a Seth Rollins come out and make fun of him because of a, he was doing the same thing to WWE years ago when he first started with AEW. Cody was one of the most notorious ones taking shots at wwe so i think I, this could be fun if they booked it the way that we would like to see it yeah that would be awesome but i don't see it happening just because i don't i can't see wwe wanting aew mentioned on their tv i can see them letting cody make some snide remarks like uh you know kind of the the type that only people that you know the internet wrestling community would get but i, I don't see that you know them allowing aew or tony khan or any mentions of that on, on their tv let just me dream show- raj geez yeah he just shows up and he's <laughs> holding a brass ring and he kisses it and holds it to the sky. But he's just going to show up as, as, as freaking stardust. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> 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 I like your Seth Rollins idea. I was saying Edge. You do need, I, you know, you need a big name, so like a, a main event guy for him to, if he's going to wrestle at WrestleMania. 
And I agree with you. I don't think he should appear the night after WrestleMania or the Raw after WrestleMania. I think you got a hundred thousand seat building. You got to fill two nights. You've, you're at about halfway there, uh, you know, for both nights. You need to really build a bunch of momentum for the show. And I think Cody just adds to it. And I would not have him appear on TV. Just do vignettes and, you know, say yeah. he's going to be at WrestleMania. Edge challenges him. Uh, they say it's on and a couple of vignettes and that's it. But, I mean, we're all in agreement, though, that Cody leaving AEW makes Cody the most interesting he's been in quite some time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and... I mean, he's cooled off in AEW a lot just because of all the guys they've been bringing in between Punk and Danielson. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's definitely uh, he, he, he I wouldn't put him in the top five buzziest names in AEW over the past year. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I think his cool off for me started during that whole Antonia Gogo, the whole build up and that match from there. It's just felt very stale for me when it comes to Cody Rhodes in AEW. He yeah. lost me with a neck tattoo. That's really when yeah. he oh, I mean, the momentum. What are the odds that he has that in 10 years? Or does he do like the Undertaker, you know, laser where it's like just fading away slowly over three years? <laughs> he has to cover it up with an even bigger piece now. So you know. <laughs> No, no. Um, but speaking of which, though, because so we talked about this the other night, the real feud, though, to capitalize on this is Cody. The real match is Cody versus Triple H. Right. How's, how's Triple H doing? I don't think he's going to be ready anytime soon. Yeah. So uh, it wouldn't be this year. I'm pretty sure. But again, it's so quiet that it makes me almost think it could be happening. Like we almost, you know what I mean? Like when a talent goes too dark, um, <laughs> then you almost but wonder think, if their return's intimate. Think about the possibilities of, and I know I don't want to like jump that far ahead, but WrestleMania in, in LA, we could possibly get Cody, Triple H, The Rock and Roman, Ronda and Becky, like this WrestleMania might have more hype around it than the one coming up in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A couple more questions, and then let's move on to Elimination Chamber. Jax Collins, he's leaving. Got to go oh, through the Jax. Oh, Jax. Love chat, Raj, Glenn, Nisa. We got to have uh, Jax on when we do Cobra Kai okay. again. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see here. How uh, Bill Milligan asking, how come we haven't heard about the Hall of Fame this year? I have a feeling they don't have Hall of Fame tickets to sell this year because it's after Oh, yeah, that's background. right. I have a feeling there's a, you know, Dave Meltzer reported that there's another huge Austin level surprise uh, for WrestleMania. Really? What do you think? When you say that, it's I, it's two names to me. One would be The Rock, obviously, but he's not going to be wrestling, I don't think, at Mania. So either he comes out at the end, confronts Roman Reigns, but that you can't sell tickets ahead of time with that unless I guess you could say The Rock's going to be there, Aww. but you can't sell. You know, you can't. I don't think you could really advertise yeah. the rock uh, approaching roman reigns or then the other thing is you have the undertaker's hall of fame induction there yeah. you do the others on smackdown and then the undertakers you do it in the ring one uh, one of those wrestlemania nights it'll take 20 30 minutes whatever the big entrance he he does his farewell that he never got to do in front of fans he you know he did it you know in front of screens and so i think that that's something that could be a draw too yeah yeah especially in texas yeah Mm-hmm. Uh, Joel Wood asking, what percentage would you give Jody, uh, Cody of joining WWE? I'm going to go 90%. Hmm. What, would you, wow. what would you guys think? I mean, unless he's talking to Shane McMahon and they're plotting something. I, think, uh... <laughs> I don't know. He could be talking to EC3 and Braun Strowman and joining Jeez. their brand new division. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they saw one of those videos. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
More power to him. <laughs> <laughs> There's got just find just post on Craigslist for some film student. I mean, anyone, anyone could do something better with these things. It's really <laughs> that was really hokey. Tell us yeah. how you really feel, Glenn. Tell us how you really feel. I mean, there's so much creativity in wrestling. Think about all the great promos that like Ali shot on his own or Darby Allen shot on his own. I mean, we've seen the 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 era of the auteur in professional wrestler and control your narrative, ain't it? You no. know? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Elimination Chamber this Sunday. Let's run down this really quick. I think most of them seem pretty obvious. Um the the one I think is the WWE Championship match that I I feel like it, there's a, two different ways you can go and and uh, I, I anyway we'll get to that Miz versus Rey Mysterio quick picks that's happening <laughs> yeah that's happening <laughs> probably Rey, Rey. Mysterio yeah because yeah. he's a, he's I think they're going to give it to the names whenever possible there I think Dominic mess, messes up and uh, costs Ray the match. Miz wins, and we finally start getting the split heading into WrestleMania, and then that's the WrestleMania match. So I'm at odds with you guys on that. Ronda Rousey and Naomi versus Sonya Deville and Charlotte Flair. Oh, Ronda, Ronda and Naomi. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. False Count Anywhere match. Drew McIntyre versus Mad, Cop, Mad Cat Moss. <laughs> True. <laughs> okay. I, but think, does... I feel like this could go either way because they seem to be pretty high on Mad Cat Moss, but I'm going to say Drew McIntyre. I'm going to be safe and say Drew McIntyre. Does Mad Cat Moss cause an international incident with a joke that falls <laughs> even flatter than usual? His jokes are so non-controversial. That as long as it's not about Saudi itself, I think he'll we'll be see. all right. We'll see. Uh, I think I think Drew as well, but I think it's going to be competitive. I think they're going to give Madcap yeah. a lot, oh, yeah. a lot, and he's been doing a good job. I, you know, for what he's doing, I think yeah. he's been doing pretty well. SmackDown tag team titles: Usos versus Viking Raiders. Yeah, Usos, 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 Usos. Usos. Yeah. <laughs> Raw Women's Title Match: Leader versus Becky Lynch. Becky, Becky. Becky. Uh, Universal Title Match: Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. Roman is Roman. going to Goldberg. Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, Roman. I can't see them. Yeah, first of all, this is Goldberg's last contract. Obviously, they can always resign him for a new deal. But I can't see them having, after all this time, having Roman uh, lose to Goldberg, even if it's to set up a match with Lesnar at Mania. But your point right. though earlier, the Raj is good. I think Goldberg versus Austin could be like a huge payday for them both. That could. That could be did one of the biggest. You see what he almost did to the Undertaker? Do not put a returning Stone Cold Steve Austin with Goldberg uh, in the ring. Just don't do the jackhammer. As long as yeah. they avoid the jackhammer, moves to the neck, he'll he'll be fine. Speaking, he hasn't been in years, but <laughs> right, yeah. I wonder, man. That's a weird thing. Like there is so much personal animosity between the two of them. Um, like not I wonder anymore, but not in real life. They're they're actually good friends. Oh, they are now. Okay, but they should play yeah, that been up for a while. Don't tell people that. Play that up. <laughs> yeah. Make it seem like I mean, you Goldberg was on uh, Austin's podcast and everything. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, even in the past, they've yeah, you know, they're but yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, <laughs> I mean, that's a match that could sell itself. I almost feel like the more angles you do, the more you water it down. Just show yeah. clips of them from the '90s. The dream match yeah. finally happening. Yeah, have them call each other copycats and yeah. So yeah, cool. exactly. I mean, just keep okay. it basic. That's all you need. Yeah, but uh, uh, no, I don't don't see Goldberg winning yeah this. oh and then uh the elimination chamber match yeah so the women's elimination chamber do drop versus live versus rhea ripley nikki ash bianca belair and alexa bliss bianca 
Yeah, probably Bianca. Bianca. And she's going to, I, I think she'll beat Becky at WrestleMania. Really? Wow. I do. Uh, I think she has to with how she's kind of been buried by, you know, not by Becky, by the booking, but right. beaten by Becky in seconds and then losing, you know, every time she fa- faced her. I think she has to. Uh, finally, the WWE Championship match. Only really two realistic winners, I think, in this. We got Lesnar, Rollins, Austin Theory, Riddle, AJ Styles, and the champion Bobby Lashley. Two ways you could go. Bobby Lashley wins. You got two world title matches at WrestleMania. It's two nights. You got one night with one title match, the other night with the other. Otherwise, you go title versus title, Brock versus Roman, and that just makes it yet an even bigger match. Which way do you guys think they're going to go? I'm actually torn on this one between Brock and Seth Rollins. Oh, that's really? that's where I'm like, yeah, I'm in between those two when it comes to that. I don't see Lashley walking out of the Elimination Chamber still WWE champion. Man, I hope they hook up some AC or something in those chambers. This, how hot is it there right now? Is it now? so warm this time of year? Wasn't it? Uh, it was. I mean, I believe it was pretty warm. I, I feel we hear that story every time. Let's see. The, 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 the time with Goldberg, that was in like June. So that was, you know. No, it gets up. I mean, it gets up in the 80s. In fact, Saturday is going to be up to a high of 86 degrees. But remember, this is desert weather. Right. Yeah, it's dry. Yes, uh, literally uh, and humid, that 49% humidity. Uh, so I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I feel like we hear that story every time. But no, look, I think uh, I think it's going to be an amazing match. I think Brock comes out last, and then this is finished very fast. I'm, I'm going to go Brock. I think Brock wins. I don't think he loses again because that would be two pay-per-views in yeah. a row. I don't think they've ever done that with Brock. So I, I, think, I think he wins here. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you got Austin one night, you don't need two world title matches. So you got Austin versus, I mean, Austin versus uh, Kevin Owens headlining one night. And then, yeah, that just and possibly like a Cody Rhodes match. match. And possibly a Cody Rhodes match. Think about it. If you yeah. keep adding these things, then that makes that tight world title match. You know, you can afford to do title versus title just to put more stakes behind Brock and Roman because we've seen them wrestle so many times. This needs to be like higher than what we've seen before. Yeah. Uh, some sad news. Uh, good friend of the show, Brandon Hall, saying, not to, not trying to bring the show down, but wanted to thank you guys for all you guys do. You guys have kept me distracted as I've been dealing with the passing of my sister yesterday from a four-year battle with cancer. Thank you. Brandon. So sorry, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon, I'm obviously so sorry to hear that. Um, uh, you know, you're, you're in our thoughts. Thoughts and prayers. Sorry. And I hope we're able to provide some some distraction. <sighs> Man. Um, well, so keep strong, so, Brandon. No, so Elimination Chamber this Saturday, it'll be me, Issa, and Liam covering the, Who's the Liam? podcast after the show. Liam! Our Crowley. TikTok guy! He's awesome! Yeah. Who? <laughs> Our TikTok guy. Oh! Uh, I, like Liam. Liam. I, I I just don't know who Liam is. I was just asking a did question. You just, did you just know sell Liam, Glenn? I <laughs> know. We've got to let Liam know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who Liam. I apologize. I am not on the TikTok with the kids and the internet. He looks like Spider Man. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I think so. It turns out they weren't talking about me, Isa. They were talking about him. <laughs> oh, Raj. <laughs> so, all right, Cobra Kai. Yes. You know, we pivot Cobra to Kai. some non wrestling topics. Um, Cobra Kai, one of my favorite shows that's come along in. in 
the last 10 years. Yeah. It's probably one of my top, it's in my top 10 favorite shows of all time, I think. Um, wow. Wait, of incredible. all time? Yeah, when time I think about said. it. Um, He's even wearing a hoodie. Come on. Yeah, I got the hoodie. I mean, <laughs> when I think, well, maybe, I don't know. It's close. Because, you know, when I think of Seinfeld, Sopranos, Simpsons, and then, you know, more modern day, that's got to be up there, Breaking Bad. Yeah, I think it's probably in my top 10. What, um, so season four came out yep. at the start of the year. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, you might want to shut this off because there's going to yeah. be spoilers galore. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, season four, when I was done watching it, as soon as it was over, I was like, man, this, this was the best season yet. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the more I thought about it, I, I think anytime you see a great season of something, you forget how great the other seasons were. Yeah. And uh, so I'm, I'm not sure exactly if it was the best of the, the four, but I thought it was a really solid season. Um, Glenn, what did you think? Um, season one is still my favorite. And I like I like the show. And every time I think that some of the conflict seems forced or they're going out of their way to keep it going. And the stuff between Daniel and Johnny is silly. They still find a way to pull it off and make me mm-hmm. like it and want to see where it's going next. But I have to say, I could watch an entire show that was like season one. It was just about Johnny, an 80s guy finding his way in the modern world. I think that that to me is still the most interesting part of the show. I like the stuff with the kids. It is a little bit like Degrassi with karate. Um, But I think that um, like Daniel almost doesn't need to be in the series anymore. Um, I don't know. Like he's, he's, he's fallen the flattest for me, the entire show. Like, and I, I think that they're doing a lot to honor the memory of, you know, Mr. Miyagi as a character. Um, they're telling good stories, but I mean, do you feel like with Daniel, sometimes like the sanctimonious emotion and the way he processes things, I feel that he's sometimes almost all emotional reaction, whereas a rational conversation would calm 90% of Daniel's issues. I got to say this. I found Daniel insufferable this season. Yeah. Like, every time it was a Daniel scene, unless Johnny was there, it's like, ah, oh, come on. Let's yeah. Let's and Johnny being along. an asshat makes sense. That's the character of Johnny. Johnny right. can absolutely be. And then everything is about Miyagi. He's like, spill some water. He's like, well, you know, Miyagi once taught me that when you spill some yes. water, you you wipe yes. it up. You actually clean your desk. Yeah, it's just like everything is a lesson from Miyagi. It was just driving me nuts. Even the clip hanging at the end was about him. <laughs> it was too much. But you can't, you can't not have Daniel on the show. He is no, the karate I know. kid. But well, Karate Kid, he's like co- collecting Social Security now. I mean, you know, but he uh, doesn't look like it. He's sixty-one, right? 62, Wait, he's sixty-one. Yeah, yeah, he's he's older wow. than Pat Morita was when Pat Morita shot Karate Kid Three. That's, <laughs> That's old. crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and the Larussos in general kind of suck, except for the wife. The wife is great. I love the wife. The I love the wife. But yeah. the, you know, the daughter. I loved her in the first season started losing it in the second season by the third she was pretty mm-hmm. annoying this season i just could not stand her i wanted tori to speak the hell out of her uh i'm with you on that raj i became i think for if i'm gonna go on characters that i completely turn around daniel was one that like you said his scenes i could have probably skipped through and i was rooting for tori hardcore <laughs> and i'm like when did this happen i thought this was the heel they're supposed to be the bad girl i was here for tori i thought she was probably my favorite character that i didn't really care about that much in the past season and this season she really won me over yeah she's had a really good arc um but with daniel 
you know, the stuff in the early seasons with him and Robbie and him and Miguel, I think was very interesting. And I think his perspective as someone who is an outsider that can, I mean, like his life story still is inspiring, but it's amazing that they've been able to tarnish that and make you just find him annoying at a certain point, because I think he's great in, in the movies, even in part three. Um, but the idea oh, that they're... God, no, don't, don't <laughs> go there, Glenn. Actually, this he, he, season... I feel like he was as annoying in this season as he was in part three. In part three, <laughs> but see, okay, the entire re- reason the series makes sense, though, not just this season, but the entire series, the reason it makes sense, and they've explained this even earlier before Terry Silver showed up, they basically said that part three is what gave him this like like PTSD trigger about just how far can this go? How much he's under threat. I mean, remember he was stranded on the side of a mountain with the tide coming in, you know, they were going to kill him to steal his bonsai plant. I mean, you know, busted up his pottery shop or his bonsai shop. Whoever booked that movie. It's like the hero. First of all, they made, they changed the rule. So he doesn't even have to fight to get to the finals. The heel has to fight his way to the finals. Kicks everyone's ass. He's kicking Daniel's ass the whole movie. Daniel, the girl leaves before the tournament even happens. And then he wins on a technicality because the heel decides to just keep losing points over and over. And it was the under 18 tournament and he's clearly a year out of high school. And Mike, <laughs> Mike Barnes too. So yeah, I mean, yeah, really yeah. karate kid three. And, and one thing too, that I was so annoyed with Daniel this season that just a, a couple of weeks ago, and I had tweeted about this, I was watching part one with my daughters. I, I'd seen it years ago with them and they were too young. They thought it was kind of scary. Uh, but so I watched him, watched it with them again, and I found myself just defending Johnny throughout the movie. I'm like, well, Daniel shouldn't have been putting the hose so over the stall, and right, and, right. and the girls were like, yeah, you're, you're kind of right. And then they're like, why are you always defending the bully, Dad? I'm like, well, there, there's a point here. He's and they brought that back this season. Misunderstood, you know. <laughs> and they brought that back this season with the Miyagi Do's sort of like poking the bear, as it were. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I wonder with all the the heel face turns in this, I mean, Terry Silver better be bringing in Mike Barnes and some new people because I feel like to, I feel like everyone's going to end up in the Miyagi Do Eagle Fang side by the time the series is over. I almost thought they were going to have him at the end of the this season. Like they, oh, they, they were building it to. They got to save something. I mean, Heather Abood. See, I thought when he was at the grave and chosen showed up at the end. See, I thought Hillary Swank was going to show up, but I guarantee you she's going to show up as next season and next Karate Kid. Rajiv, you haven't watched the next Karate Kid. I, have, have I still you? haven't seen it. You know, if you didn't like part three, I think like next Karate Kid is very back to the roots of the series. You know, yeah. it's a very simple story. Okay. Um, I also Hillary have not seen it. Maybe I should check it out. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's a couple. It's in the '90s. Hillary Swank's like up against like some cadets at a military academy. It's a whole thing, uh, but it was enjoyable. Uh, but no, I think that uh, Terry Silver. I mean, let's talk about him for a second. And uh, this is, I mean, an awesome and how he explained part three that like I was coked out of my mind in the '80s, terrorizing <laughs> some kid to do a crime. I love that line. <laughs> Such a great. You know? Line. I know. <laughs> when he's like, "It's insane." We think about it. You're like, "It is." Part, it that, is. part three went with that story. <laughs> Yeah, but by the end of the season, like he was even crazier. Well, he starts yeah. off as a baby face this season. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns here. So I feel like uh, Cobra Kai, more than any other show that I've seen, uh, has the heel turns and baby face turns, you yeah. know, like so many. Uh, and most of them make sense. I feel like Hawk kind of went to extremes with each turn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Miguel, yeah. he never turned full heel. 
Um, Demetrius, Dimitri, he was all yeah. he's always been kind of a baby face, but like Samantha turned heel, uh, Macho's kid, you just wanted oh, uh, yeah, Kenny he's the worst, the living crap out of him. Um, and then Kenny turns heel, <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it was Kenny. Tons of turns. and now Crease is turning baby face. How do you go from freaking cosplaying Dungeons and Dragons to like, bro, I was disappointed in Kenny, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh. Yeah, let's talk about Terry Silver and then go to Kenny because yeah. I thought Kenny was great. Terry Silver, yeah. just an awesome bad guy. And the way he slowly just gets more sadistic and more sadistic because I remember a few episodes in, I was like, he just doesn't look menacing anymore. Like, just, you know, he, his hair and everything. It was actually pretty cool by the, you know, once he brought the ponytail back because he kind of looked like a, a cross between Steven Seagal and, and uh, Christopher Walken. Yes, uh, did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought he kind of... St- him and Johnny just kind of stole the series uh, or this season. Yes. And he's yes, technically I'm, I'm a couple months, you. couple months younger than Machio is. Yeah. And yeah. he looked, I mean, he looks great. He, and when he was fighting the fight scenes, you could tell it was really him uh, for a lot of it. And he, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. he's yeah, moving he's great at 60. You know, Machio yeah. does not look like someone that could really kick ass. Uh, Terry Silver did. And he's got the mm-hmm. most uh, karate martial arts background of anyone in the entire series that was on camera. Yeah. And he yeah. never stopped. He never stopped right. uh, practicing. So, uh, but he, you know, he became a writer. He was a writer and producer on Grimm for many seasons. And he was, uh, yeah, doing screenwriting and uh, great. I mean, just this was a great return on his part. I think that his character was absolutely a joy to see his arc. Very evil by the end. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. w- weird though, I have to say, friend of the show, uh, Paul Walter Hauser, weird seeing him back as Stingray in a more overtly comedic role, given how the tone of the series in the short time he's been gone has gotten so much progressively darker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, But there was, they didn't put too much of him in there. I thought he was great. No, he was Uh, very good. He was really good on on the show, but yeah, they did keep the, the, the over the top comedy uh, really kind of down to a minimum uh, this season. And, and, and it got dark with him too. You know, Terry silver just beats the living hell out of him, sends him to the hospital. You know, it would be good. (laughs) What's that? speaking of getting dark so you know, right. how, we're talking about how daniel's gotten so boring and uh spoiler alert again if you haven't seen it sorry we we had warned you about spoilers yeah. at the end cobra kai wins and daniel and chosen brings back chosen to help him uh fight cobra kai next season even though the stip was that they would disband i'd like to see terry silver really mess with daniel's like oh, his yeah. business you know like he, he can afford to like he causes the you know the the car dealership to go bankrupt. He invests all this money in his competitor, you know, something where he just is really uh, getting Daniel to go, you know, really get depressed and and dark. Do you think I wouldn't? Series- I wouldn't mind that because you need to see a twist on Daniel's character. You, it's almost completely necessary to to stay invested in season five. Something has to happen to where he turns around and, and changes. Yeah, I think at the end of the series, Daniel LaRusso is like, screw this, I'm going back to New Jersey. And <laughs> it ends up with the drive back in the station wagon. Yeah, that's just the end of the show. <laughs> that music played. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, they got to do something. Uh, I don't know where season five goes. And so they shot uh, they shot the next season already. Yes. That's yeah. already that's in coming the up this year. Yeah, yeah. And they're working on the next season. Already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So two more seasons. You know, at the end of the season, I was like, how far can they go? And you know what? I thought that the last couple of seasons as well. Like, where can they really take this? And then the seasons have ended up being great. Uh, right. So I, I, I do have faith in them. I, I do get, got to admit, Johnny, you know, chasing Miguel down in Mexico doesn't seem appealing to me, but we'll see where they go with it. Um, do you think there's going to be a twist with the dad? I was trying to think that. Like, right. There was no one in the the movies. Oh, uh, the guy right. that uh, Daniel's neighbor with the making bacon shirt. Oh, uh, Freddie Fernandez. Yeah, Freddie Fernandez. Or Frankie Fernandez. Freddie Fernandez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a little too small world, I think. <laughs> that would, right. That would, be, that would be a stretch. Yeah. Um, or he turns out to be some this crazy karate master in Mexico. And, you know. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out how you tie in that story outside of him just going to get Miguel back. Because you're right, that's not anything that I'm into unless there is some kind of twist in that time that he's out there trying to get Miguel back. Or he might just go and get him right back in the first episode, in the first 10 minutes, and we really just move on from it. Yeah. This show okay. works really well, though, because of the binge model. I think week in and week out, yeah. a lot of these flaws would be much more exposed in the storytelling. I do think one thing with Miguel, because I really like Miguel. He's probably my favorite kid character on the show. I like him. I like Robbie, too. Yeah, um, I like Robbie. Robbie, much better hair this season. Much better yes. hair. Oh, my God. Agreed. <laughs> the, the one problem with that is that this is supposed to be like a year has passed from season one, right? Between yeah. season <laughs> one and season or a year and change. And Miguel, he looks like he's been working out with 50 oh. Cent. Robbie's all <laughs> yoked and jacked and, you know. <laughs> like, like 20 years ago, 50 Cent, not couple days ago no i said a couple days ago you know big and muscular yeah there's towards the end of it he looks completely different than you know than what he did a couple of seasons ago i'm with you so did robbie robbie looked all grown up and bulked up and i'm like jesus like what happened these are supposed to be kids you can't buy them as high school kids much longer you know you gotta you gotta like move move the story along like two years or something yeah um and i think uh biggest pop for me that i can't believe they made the reference to it was when they're trying to recruit women for the team that uh uh johnny brings up ladybugs the rodney dangerfield film starring jonathan brandis where he uh disguises himself as a girl to play soccer uh <laughs> like that was very out of nowhere but uh, it was definitely <laughs> very very funny um yeah. it was good we're uh so Kenny, what do you guys yeah. think of the, with the whole Kenny uh, character? Uh, I liked him in the beginning when he first showed up. You know, like the the little geeky guy that gets bullied. Um, I had a feeling as soon as he walked in Cobra Kai, and I get it because the brother kind of like put him onto it. But I was like, oh, he's gonna end up evil. I just had a feeling, and when it happened, I was so disappointed to be right because I just really <laughs> wanted him to stay a sweet boy that could defend himself and overcome the bullies, and he ends up becoming the bully. But as far as his performers, performance go, I really liked him. I thought he was a great addition. I really did. I thought he was great. I wanted to see more of him. I hope, and too. I hope there is. And I loved at the end when he took down LaRusso's kid and, and didn't take yeah. his <laughs> Maybe it's, it's just a dark side I have. I was like, you mess him up. Mess him up, Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. Glad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think bringing him in was a very, very good way to... Uh, really bring it home for Daniel to realize that he has raised the worst child ever with his son. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Robbie yeah. turned, it turned out way better. Johnny's kid. <laughs> and Robbie was basically raised by wolves. You know, like <laughs> Robbie was raised by like a pack of Doritos and a bottle of Mountain Dew. 
uh, you know, and uh, he turned out better than Daniel Saunders. Yeah. Uh, Huggy One Legs pointing out that Miguel got to get big for his role in Blue Beetle. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh. What's Blue Beetle? DC. Oh, uh, I think it's a streaming show they're doing. I'm going to get some angry DMs. Superhero. Right, I bet it's because it's a DC. No, he's got, Blue Beetle's like C tier DC. Okay. Yeah. Is he actually Blue Beetle? Like, is he, he a was. superhero? Uh, yeah, Blue Beetle is a, is a superhero. DC, HBO Max. Let's see. Yeah, I believe uh, he's in that, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, some, with some advice for Issa. Issa, next time you're cut off tonight, please yell, quiet! <laughs> Excuse me! <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Oh, I like uh, 89 The British House saying it's sad that Bloodsport didn't take place in the Karate Kid universe, wanted to cross over with Frank Dukes. Um, they oh were talking God, yes. about that in some interviews, how they almost had to come up with some tropey stereotype uh, karate film cliches. And that was so hard to do without being into reference, able to reference the crane kick or sweep the leg or Karate Kid. So they were trying to find other things that the kids could almost meme uh, in their universe, which I thought was very clever. Bloodsport, the movie, right? Not the character yeah. from Suicide Squad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Th- there was that movie where they're at the theater and they're watching Bloodsport. Yeah. They yeah. were watching Bloodsport. Did I tell you, like, the That's dismay of my life that uh, Frank Dukes, who claimed that was all a true story, made all that shit up and the Kumite doesn't even exist? I still haven't seen Bloodsport. What? What? <laughs> Raj, do yourself. The a reaction. Favor. <laughs> like, this is like a Goonies, I understand. But blood sport, dude. Like this was like this as was much prime as you like Cobra Kai too. Like what? I'm I'm so choked. This right now, is Raj. what we did at sleepovers in the late '80s and early '90s. We watched Bloods, but this is what this is what, the reason why you had HBO. It's sad. I've seen like Steven Seagal, like Hard to Kill. <laughs> like no, forget that. No. Universal forget Soldier. I saw. But... Karate. You need nope. to. Uh, we need to end this right now, and you need to go watch Blood Sport. <laughs> dude, blood sport <laughs> is like legitimately. Like yeah, one of the one of the best martial arts films. Yeah, ever. a lot of shock and awe in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, it's so man. good. It's so good. I, I feel like that's it. the reason why I like combat sports and violence is because my dad made me watch blood sport when I was like, yeah, like like kickboxer <laughs> is like a watered down version of blood sport, but blood sports yeah. like the OG Van Damme film. But uh, so I want everyone to Google this because the other night we were watching something and I was like, holy shit, this kind of proves the realism of Cobra Kai is you watch this show and you think there's gotta be some kids that are like, Hey, I just wanted to learn karate, man. I don't need to be in these weird dojo wars. Right. And like these kids take it seriously and they're militant. We're watching an old recording from the nineties the other night from like the New Jersey, New York area. And we see a commercial for something called tiger Shulman karate and Google this on YouTube. Watch these commercials from the nineties. It's like an army of little kids in geese, like using nunchucks and like breaking boards. And I'm just like, holy shit. I believe Cobra Kai could happen now. Like this actually is the closest thing to reality I've seen with that. It's not learned self-defense. It's like, this is a militant fighting squad. So apparently these sort of dojos really exist. Oh, they do. They do. Oh, that's good to know. Um, So, oh gosh, oh no! You thought I, I'm, I you thought I got shit for that one. We you still you still haven't seen Predator either, right? And, Are you uh, serious? I, I like haven't Predator. seen it yet. Predator's like a it. very long movie, and the set and like 
a lot doesn't happen. I actually think Predator 3 is my favorite of that. You know what? That's one of those movies that I can't even remember. I know I've seen it and I remember it vaguely. That might be one that I go back and watch now and see my opinion of it now, like years later. Because you ever go back and watch something that you like Karate Kid. I started watching it when I got into Cobra Kai. I went back to it and I enjoyed it a lot more than I did when I originally watched it years ago. So I started watching Cobra Kai season one with my my oldest daughter. She's Mm -hmm. almost 13. I forgot how kind of dirty it can it can be like yeah. with uh, how much sexual humor there is in that first season so now i'm like yeah, i'm having to screen the episodes first there's one scene where the kids are like watching porn yeah and i was like uh all right well, okay, we have to shout, screen these shout out nudity. for the swerve of making you think tori's a stripper and then she yes like, oh my god <laughs> i really thought that that's where they were going with that too yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, say Jossing, lol. I'm already over the Cody stuff. It's been two days. <laughs> Wrestling yeah. moves fast, man. We're on to something else now, you know. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, put a little lid on it, Cobra Kai. Who, uh, favorite favorite character this season? Who, who stole it for you, Issa? Tori. Tori. Uh, yeah, Glenn. Really liked her. I think Tori Silver. Tori Silver. I'm gonna go Johnny. I, I feel like Johnny. The show needs him. He he's the lifeblood oh, yeah. of that show. Yeah, like you know what's funny when him and Daniel fought in this season, there was a part of me that still didn't want Daniel to lose because I still want the integrity of the original fight to to like hold on, hold on. I didn't want it to even Steven. No, that that finish was straight out of the Vince McMahon playbook. Yeah, like gotta keep them both looking strong, you know, right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Um, I, I'm with you on that, Raj. I was like, I, I wanted, I didn't need that to happen. But, but, <laughs> but speaking of fights, though, like, cannot emphasize this enough. The all valley scenes oh. were incredible, and yeah. the end of season two, the big school brawl was cool. But there was still a lot of camera trickery they used there and whatnot. You can see that these kids have gotten really, really good at what they do now, yeah. and the all valley stuff. Um, you know, especially Hawk, like uh, he would just look phenomenal in his fight scenes. You can see yes. the budget's completely different now when it's mm-hmm. on Netflix than when it was a YouTube Red series, you know, yeah, because the music's better. They got Carrie Underwood. And I love that part where Carrie Underwood was doing <laughs> Moment of Truth and they had the, the tournament starting. I thought that was I thought that was really great. Yeah. yeah, but you can tell there's more, not only budget and, and production value, obviously, but even in the characters, they just seem more invested. There's just, I don't know, may, or maybe they're more grown. There's there's just, a, it, it feels different. I think that they're realizing how big the series is and they're just putting that much more into it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we got some super chats before we take this home. Yeah. Uh, Jared Wilson saying, Austin style in-ring isn't as physical as most. If this goes well, could see him doing more matches. Austin versus Orton, take my money. Legend killer. Look, it's easy to avoid his neck, you know, to just don't do back suplexes, suplexes, mm-hmm. suplexes. Um, don't, you know, with Brock, don't do Germans. And uh, it, you can you can work a safe match with Austin easy. Once he had that yeah. injury with Owen Hart, uh, he basically, you know, kind of stopped a lot of the the big moves and it was mostly brawling and he always had great matches. Yeah. Yeah. And then Terry Allen Jr. asking the real question, WWE 2K22, my GM mode, interested? I don't, I, so I got a PS5. Oh, okay. And I was, I showed it to my daughters. They were so unimpressed. They don't care. I'm like, <laughs> come on, we're going to buy some games. And they're like, eh, no, it's all right. So I'm trying to like find time so I can start playing it. But um, 
I still haven't found a game yet. I mean, I got the new Xbox. I got the new Xbox and uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Like, holy shit, the photorealism on that uh, with the map data is great, but it's not a game. But I just to play Fortnite. So it's like, I feel like I have the most overpriced Fortnite machine on earth at this point. So I don't know the. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Isa. No, I was just going to say, I have a PS5 as well, but I haven't played 2K, WW2Ks for a while now because they've just been bad. So, so I just bad. hope that this one is good, and then we'll see. I can't tell you what game mode of it I'm interested in until I know the game is even worth buying. Yeah. So yeah. That, have you done the GM mode before? Yeah. Nope. And did you did you like it? No. No, I just like, I, I basically just want to fight other people online. So this is this is you making this is what I don't get. So you're making matches and then yeah, what, yeah. the computer wrestles. I think kind you can wrestle you you can wrestle them yourself if you want to though, or you can simulate it. It's oh, kind of like simulate it. Yeah, you can do either one. Yeah, it, like in Madden, they have they've had this for a long time, and they have this in the basketball games where you pick your team, your roster. You know, so in this case, it's like brand. You're doing Raw or SmackDown, and then you can decide. Like, you could be one of those insane people that's like, "I'm going to play every game in my season in Madden," or you could just say, "Let's yeah. computer yeah. simulate it, and I'll just play the Super Bowl or whatever." Right. You know what drives me crazy? This drove me crazy with the PS5. Back in the day, you get the NES, you plug it in, you put your game in, and that's it. You're good to go. Now yeah. you're you're downloading updates and installs. Then you put the game in, you have to sign up and register, and, and then download no, that I just update. Like a dad. Yeah, <laughs> old man Gary over these here. days. It's, it takes yeah. like an hour before you can actually start. Even yeah. longer than that before you can play yeah, a game. Anyway, All right. get <laughs> off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> well this was fun we, we'll, we'll, no, uh, we gotta get no, this no, crew no, together wait, wait, again wait, wait now that we got you here me and glenn are we gonna oh, wait yeah. a night for a thursday night and speak about yellow jackets are you gonna watch yellow jackets and are we gonna do this and talk about our favorite show next and when when does the season end or has it's it over really ended. you it's can over. go and binge it right now mm -hmm. okay i'm in the middle of succession after succession oh, yeah. yellow jacket and let's do it okay, sounds perfect, good perfect all right well, I think Glenn, you're gonna like it. I think you're gonna like it. Yeah. Glenn, Isa, Glenn, we have we haven't done one in a while. We did two yeah. this week. Isa, we're gonna be uh, back on Saturday, and uh, everyone else, check out tomorrow night. Isa, yeah. and Glenn and Alfred will be back for the wrestling podcast right after SmackDown and Rampage. And forget and Rampage, then, we're just watching Level Up, NXT Level Up, coverage. NXT Level Up. We need to add that on the Friday night lineup. Hey, hey. <laughs> and so, it, <laughs> and so, join us Saturday night after Elimination Chamber. Saturday late afternoon, actually, for for most of you, Elimination Chamber. We'll go over uh, the entire card, talk about our WrestleMania picks, what's going to happen, and uh, thank you as always for joining us here on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. Thanks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.